Sad days, everybody. Sad days. You know, when people die, you just kind of forget the fact that, oh my gosh, I knew this person and I miss them and I'll never get to see them again. It's it's an eventuality that everybody's going to go through and everybody goes through. When it happens, it doesn't make it any easier to realize to try to try to make it make sense. And um, we lost a legend in punk rock. His name is uh, Ken Chin. Everybody knew him as Chai Pig. He was the singer of uh, one of the most influential punk rock bands in the 80s, SNFU. I have a pretty strong connection to SNFU. I, it was one of the first real tours that, that actually paid me, you know, to, to be on. I, 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 got, <laughs> I actually got referred to by Al Nolan, and I'm forever in his debt and uh, I have to thank him for introducing me to this band and eventually to Chai and get to know these people as friends and as family. And it's been uh, 25 plus years since, you know, I toured with SNFU. But a lot of things that I am and who I am and how I deal with my moral compass and ethics and the way I refer to how it is to tour goes back to SNFU. I, I used to work for another band. They were, well, I used to work for some 41 and they were kids. They were 17 years old. And at the time I was, I was 30 is about the same age as when, you know, SNFU or when I started touring with them. And, uh, you know, I told some 41 about how SNFU toured. And I think they listened because they kept going and they kept doing stuff. And, Another band just inadvertently being influenced. And there was actually a time I brought Mark Belkey out actually to tour with Sum 41. And, you know, and when Mark Belkey gets the stamp of approval on certain bands like Sum 41 and Derek Wibley, and, and, you know, you have to sit back and go, okay, that's, that's true praise. So, yeah, SNFU was one of the first bands I actually ever toured with that paid me money. Like I could... I could become a professional technician working for this band, and I did. I, I toured many, many times with them throughout almost, oh, I kind of say almost 10 years of touring at, uh, at times. And the tours got less and less and shorter and shorter, but still there was tours to be had. Um, the very first day I met SNFU was, uh, it was after, it was about July or August of 1995. They picked me up in a van. This 15 passenger van, and I remember uh, Mark's girlfriend and Brent's girlfriend at the time were in the van, so it was a pretty full van. I uh, I got in the van, and there was one seat in the back, and that was that's where Chai sat. He, he always sat in the back seat, and uh, I came to the back of the bus, and I I sat, and Chai basically puts he sits and he and he lounges out and puts his legs on my on my lap. I go, oh, okay, this is the way it's going to be. He says, you want a cigarette? I said, no, I've just quit. And he said, oh, you're going to have a tough time on this tour because he chain smoked constantly. And I actually didn't know that I was supposed to be room. I was going to be rooming with him. He would be my roommate for a good five years on tour. So yeah, Chai and I, yeah, that was the first day. We, we drive all the way to Quebec City and we did our show in Quebec City. And it, I mean, I got to tell you, that first show, watching a band light up in like bands that were like a band that was kind of like just being mellow and quiet. They weren't revving themselves up to play this show. I, I was very taken back because 
when that little switch in the back of their head clicked on, it was on. And they just went and it was like no tomorrow. And Chai was just absolutely in full command of that show and always, always making sure that there was a show to be had. And that was his job. His job was to sleep in the back of the van, don't do any loading in, nap, rock his ass off, and then stay up all night doodling. That was the thing he did. He doodled and he drank a lot of cough syrup, uh, neocitrin, because he, was he wasn't drinking booze at the time. Turns out cough syrup's not, is probably better that he actually drank booze. So anyways, that was, that was the, my first sort of real experience with a real punk rock band, you know. I, I toured Australia and New Zealand, New Zealand with them. I've never been there. I've never been back. Um, there was just a consistency of greatness in this band. They always, they always just went off, and and Chai was the figurehead to that. And he just kept going. And there's never things that he didn't like. He has literally shit his pants while he's playing. Like this actually happened in the middle of a show where he couldn't. He was so sick that he pulled it together. Mark told me the story actually last week. He just pulled together a show, right? They just pulled it and just shit his pants while he was playing. It was unbelievable, you know? One thing I, I remember about Chai is we do all the loading out and sometimes sometimes I'd go out with the boys and we'd have beers because Chai was straight at the time and straight edge. <laughs> and he would, he would stay in the hotel and sometimes if we had a quiet night, we would sit in that room and we could talk for hours and hours and hours about everything, life in general, he wasn't that person when as soon as he got into not show mode or not being in a rock and roll mode, he was just Chai. He was just Ken. And I didn't really, actually it's so funny. I didn't know his real name until like two years later. <laughs> um, so yeah, we talked for hours in the hotel about life in general. And I, as a kid, I was 25, you know, I was a kid. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a place to live. You know, and I, I ended up moving to Vancouver for a little while, got a got an apartment so I could wait to go on tour with SNFU. And we did, a, you know, a fair bit of touring back in the 90s. And those are the days, the Epitaph days. And, you know, I remember going down to L.A. just before we were going to Australia and played like Whiskey A Go-Go. And, you know, a dream place, a place where, you know, I've, I haven't even been back. Well, I've been back to the Viper Room. I've never been back to the Whiskey. And... They rocked the show, and you know I remember Brett Gerwitz giving me nice props at the end of that and saying, "Hey, good show, sounded great," you know. And we went and saw Star Wars. I, I think I've told the story a thousand times in this podcast where he invited us to his house. He had like a punk rock butler, and we went up, and the bu punk rock butler went out and got pizza slices, and we watched Star Wars on laserdisc. And he had an actual THX system in his house, and we sat there smoking big, fat, expensive cigars and watch Star Wars, and the TX sounder at the start was so loud that it scared his kids, and his kids started crying. It's crazy. So, yeah, it was just, you know, those are, that was the norm. That was the norm for Chai. He just went and played his show and went back to his room and doodled. You know, he back in those days, he was straight edge. He did not want to drink or do anything. And like I said before, he drank a lot of cough syrup, but I think that was his crutch to get... <laughs> to get past the loophole of not drinking booze. And, you know, he chain smoked and he never had his voice, never went, he never lost his voice on tour ever, you know. And I don't know, maybe in later days he did, but that was it. So a lot of time passed after sort of the early to mid 2000s and we kind of fell out. And well, then we didn't fall out. We just didn't really get in touch. I, I did, there was that documentary on Chai 
And, and I remember watching that and I was crying. I couldn't believe how this guy had turned to this. And I mean, like being into punk rock, you know, with him is like one step from vagrancy and one step from, you know, you know, being a legend. And that, that was, there was a very small step between that. Like he was a legend singer, but he's one step away from being homeless. Always, always, you know, he had a nervous breakdown right before we went to Australia and he, he, what do you do? Stay up for days and days on end. He kept changing the clock in his house. So it looked, and he drew all his curtains. So you'd never see outside and he would keep changing the clock back. So he would feel like he was actually, you know, in the present. And then what he did is took all his toys. He used to collect a lot of toys and he put them in the piles and he was like arranging them and went over one day. It was like, what, what is going on here? You know? And we had to do some demo recording and we basically, we found him and pulled him out of this weird slump. And, you know, we came, did demos for Filaba. And then, you know, then we, you know, we did some touring. We just, it was, it was crazy because everybody's worried about Chai. And I don't think a lot of people knew this, but he, he banged his head like really hard in the eighties when he was on tour, he smacked his head off, off of somebody and people like he said it in the documentary that it, it changed who he was. I mean, you have people like Roseanne Barr who got hit by a car when she was in Sam Kinison, who both had like early like traumas at, in their brain and it forever changed who they were, you know, both those people. And Chai was like that. He was probably, you know, late twenties, cracked his head. And then basically, you know, he was never the same. That's what he said. If you watch that documentary, if you want to see who Chai really was back in the later times of life, just watch that. It's, it's heart wrenching. It's heart wrenching. So a lot of time went by and, um, I just managed to get on this little two day thing where I was in Calgary and then Vancouver and I had to go, um, we were in Vancouver and, and I, I, I put a thing out on Facebook. I said, uh, Where's Chai these days? And apparently he was at, always at Club 340 and he never left there. And uh, so I found out where it was and it was down in East Van. And I, I went to go see him and we walked in and uh, I immediately, obviously, recognized him. He recognized me. And, uh, you know, it was, it was really hard. It was really hard because um, that wasn't Chai that I knew. It was, it was this you know, sad, frail man who is just a shadow of himself. And the other thing that, I mean, the thing about that is that I walked in there within full intention because I, I went in like two hours before the doors. So I had a quick bite and I walked down and my intention was to sit with Chai and and just talk and say, hey, how you been? Because I kind of knew, I knew in the back of my head, this was like in February, I knew this was going to be the last time I ever see see him as a person uh, alive. So I, um, I, I said, how are you? And he says, I'm fine. And there was this fucking other guy there. It was like super enabler guy. And he like, just wouldn't leave. And I, I really said, I should have said to that guy, go away, leave us alone. I want to talk to my friend. I want to see how he's doing. And I was there for about five minutes because I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle that. That was not the chai I knew. So I left and I... You know, and here we are today, a couple of days after he's died, and there's nothing that I can do to tell him now that, you know, that this is, this is, yeah, and he knew it and I knew it. And, you know, he wrote this, um, 
he wrote this song as a sort of a parting to his friends. I don't know when he did it, but he recorded this song and I'll play it. And I also took a, I, I interviewed uh, SNFU in 2015. It was like, God, uh, yeah, episode, it was in July or something of 2015 when SNFU came to um, Ontario and we played a couple of shows with them. And that was the other time I, you know, and I, I saw Chai and I just saw like a frail, sad man that was not the person that I anticipated to be. And you hear in this small interview, because I kind of, I sort of called him out on it. And apparently he was on painkillers, couldn't perform. And, uh, you know, with closing off, you know, Chai was exactly who he wanted to be. Like, let's make, you know. He was, he was, sometimes he was a fucking asshole and sometimes he was the sweetest person ever. And part of me thinks that, you know, mental illness is something that it's like, it drives people to insanity or it drives people to death or it drives people to just fade away. And that's what happened to Chai. He just faded out. And, you know, and now, now a lot of people are saying, oh, he's such a legend. They said, yeah, but you should have done something, you know, like guys in Green Day, guys in other bands are holding them up to a, a level. You should have done something. We should have done something. I feel guilty. I should have done something. So I'm going to play a bit of this interview that we did in um, 2015, you know, in we're all going through it in one way or another. And I, I find myself to be angry because I can't express where where this all fits in my life like what how this really makes how this makes sense to me and how i'm going to understand and let let myself be okay with the fact that we didn't do i didn't do something to to make this better and you know I, you know at least i got to say goodbye and that's that's important i guess so everybody here it is my interview with chai from 2015 rest in peace chai Chai Pig from SNFU, an old friend of 20-something years Three old. years. At least. Yeah. How are you doing there, Simon? I'm doing really good. I, it's so good to see you. It's been so many years. Yeah. Well, things happen along the way. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Plain and simple. Um, you know, uh, transitions in one's lifestyle, uh, your body patterns, your mindset. And it came and it went, and it comes and it goes, but we're here now. That's right. Yeah. And that's the important part, is that we're still here, we're still kicking. Well, um, I found a uh, very nice, uh, beautiful support group that um, encouraged me to try and do my best. Yeah. But uh, it's not always easy, and sometimes you lose perspective, and you get tired. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. 52 years old right now and lost some friends over the years and yes and you know lost some loved ones and and it's like you you question yourself why are you here yeah and um the main reason is to try and make people happy yes and to explore one more time the possibilities of what one lifetime can be you're right because we only really have one you only chance. go around once. Yeah, one chance. Yeah. And we all have 
regrets in life. We all have things, mistakes we made in life, and we all have explaining and apologizes they're to called, make. They're called nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a dream. That yeah. was a goddamn nightmare. Yeah, you know, and I, I did. I saw the documentary, and I have to admit, I got a little misty because it made me sad. It made me sad because yeah. I was the guy living yeah. that. But uh, glad and proud to say that phase of my life is over. Good for you. And now there's another challenge. But there's always challenges, and you always want to strive for more and try and be your best Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Something will happen along the way, um, like I said before, and you just kind of like crumple. And it's like, but what's the best thing you can do to that? Mm-hmm. Get up and go again. Keep fighting. Yeah. Keep fighting. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I try and ma- maintain a positive mental attitude, um, be it for better or worse. At least I'm still alive yeah. when some of the best ones I've known in this industry are gone. Yeah, and there was a few few times in my life that I thought, is Chai going to be around? Is he going to stick around? Is he going to, you know, does he have a death wish? Is there certain things? In well, we were talking about this earlier today about, you know, we're like on this like 16th story uh, balcony. Yeah. And I'm smoking a cigarette and I'm thinking, hmm. I could do it right now and toss myself off this thing yeah. and go for it. And that's it. Dinner is served. Done deal. Yeah. And then I told that to Randy. And Randy goes, I live in New York. I live on the 17th floor. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes upstairs to smoke it. He goes onto the roof to smoke a doobie every morning. Yeah. And he has the same goddamn really? thought. Wow. Yeah. And. And so anybody, you can't bullshit a bullshitter, and you can't fool a fool. Yeah. Anybody that says they uh, haven't had suicidal thoughts is full of shit. You know, I a lot of people say this to me, like, Chai Pig, he's the real deal. You know, he's the real deal. He's suffering in the name of art and punk rock. And my, my answer is always, does Chai want to? suffer like this and there's all these decisions you make in life that say this is the way I'm going to be for the rest of my life do you have any like regrets do you have anything like in life uh, challenges I'll just put it that way just challenges yeah, yeah. It, trying yeah. to overcome yeah and it's like okay something happened that you didn't expect you weren't prepared for it physically or emotionally yeah and and it, it, it takes a toll on you mm-hmm and uh you know um and people have this uh perception you know uh, you know you know how people are yeah they judge people by appearance and yeah and uh you know stereotypes and yeah. shit like that and you know it's the way you present yourself and it's like this is my choice this is what i like I'm used to this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a free spirit. Yeah. And so they get disgruntled because they're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Oh, my girlfriend would never ever let me dress like that. Right. My boyfriend would never let me dress like that. I'm like, well, maybe you're hanging out with the wrong people. I, 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 I dress myself and they're like, they think I'm, okay, there's Ken Chin, my real name. And there's Chai Pig. Chai Pig is the freak. Okay, who am I going to be today? Yeah. 
Chai Pig is the stage guy. But if you sit me down and call me by my real name, I react totally different. Yeah. If, you know, the band guys never call me Chai, right? Yeah. Kenny, they call me. Yeah. Because I've known them for over 30 years, and uh, yeah. it's a personal thing. And so when they say that, I know it's a serious conversation, and there's no dicking around, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when, you know, people think, like, I'm as dumb as I look. I beg to differ on that one. Well, as a person, as a... You can be sloppy. Yeah. But, but I yeah. think, you know, sometimes that happens. Like, yeah. who hasn't done that? Sure. You know, and yeah, you made a foo pie, you made a mistake, and you try and correct it the next day, and, you know, you know, try better, try harder, mm-hmm. and, uh, but, you know, they think I'm as dumb as I look, <laughs> and I know different. Yeah. See, I saw you in Hamilton, and I had a disadvantage because you're not yourself. You know, there's a little Robaxa set involved, I think. And I looked yeah, into Yeah, there was, because I hurt my fucking back <laughs> that fucking day. I looked into your eyes, and I knew it was you. I wasn't looking, though. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. Dave, I was talking to Dave. He was, like, right in front of my face. He goes, you're not even looking at me right now. And... I could see him, but yeah. I, re- I wasn't looking at him. Yeah. But I had uh, fallen down a, a little flight of stairs. It was only like like the size of a curb, Yeah. but it hit me right on the spine, and then he gets me muscle relaxants. Yeah. And then... You got a little nuts on him? <laughs> yeah, I did like five of them, and, and, and then I had a couple beer, and... That's it. That was it. Yeah. So I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it made me feel really cheap and uh, really sad. And so Dave went and got a hotel with uh, Jamie, and we stayed with uh, Curtis's uh, sister. So we were apart for two days. And we needed that. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. Time out. Because right now we're in really tight quarters. You're in a truck. There's five of us in a truck yeah. with the gear in the trailer. And it's impossible to sleep unless yeah. you burnt out. Yeah, you sleep sitting up. Yeah, and your neck is craning yeah. and your back hurts. And I'm 52 years old. Shitty highways. I feel every bump on that road. Yeah. I got a, a, a problem with my bowels. And mm-hmm. so, like, every fart's a risk. Every cough is a risk. Yeah. It's called, like... You know, the Hershey's kiss, the Stanfield, <laughs> the Stanfield surprise. Yeah. Like, oh, whoops. Yeah, yeah. Whoops, a doodle daisy. Yeah, I know. It's I like know. shit, and yeah. then and, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like, so, okay, and nobody's on a schedule, okay, but we're all going so to the same, same place. Yeah. Okay, I stop. I gotta go right now. Right now. Yeah. Uh, what, number one or two? Both. Get there as fast as you can. Boom. 15 minutes down the road, Kurt pipes up. And he just turned 50. Yeah. I got to go <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 15 minutes later, David had drank two cups of coffee. And then he's got to go. And then he's got to go. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, ah. It's not like most bands that all, like, wait for each other. No. But <laughs> back in the olden days. <laughs> stop, start, stop, start. Yeah. Stop. And then we're eating shitty food. Like, yeah. You know, 
Is there is there a remnants of the old days of touring when you're in a truck? There's got to be the same old. Oh, I remember that. I remember. Yeah. This. Oh no, I remember one time we uh, went. This is before the first record was out. We went all the way to Winnipeg to play at Wellingtons. Yeah. And we didn't have a vehicle. You're in a car, right? And yeah. <laughs> and there was five of us plus the driver. And as we were driving, we ran into a friend of ours. Ian Kyles, who plays drums for the Pointed Sticks. Wow. He was hitchhiking on the side of the road. So we picked him up. So there's seven of us. Shit. In the goddamn car. You had to do it, too, right? Otherwise, you'd be the dicks, like (laughs) rock stars. (laughs) That was fucking brutal. Yeah. And, and And Brent talks about it in the book. He goes, all Evan wanted to do was listen to Black Sabbath. And he goes, I hate Black Sabbath. (laughs) <laughs> he totally tortured Brent, but then by the end of that trip, he goes, "I love Black Sabbath." Yeah, yeah. how can you not? Yeah. It's true. That first album, actually. Yeah. It was paranoid. paranoid. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have to say, we've been apart as you know, connection-wise, for I think almost 15 years. Well, I don't have a telephone. I'm yeah. not on Facebook. Yeah, you know, so and I don't have email. I I must admit that it's 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 tricky. It's tough, you know, because I remember I remember the chai that we roomed together and traveled all over North America. Well, I've, uh, I drove you to that room more than once. <laughs> the best one was Detroit. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. best one was Detroit, where I actually I'm gonna go sleep outside in the van. <laughs> I tell that story to someone I can't remember now, but um, but we we would. Well, it's those social patterns that you get into. Yeah. And I would stay up all night, and you'd be sleeping, and you'd talk in your sleep. And I wish I had a recording of every (laughs) one of those conversations you were having, and then put music to that. (laughs) It would be like the most diabolical. Craziness. Crazy things. And I remember, like, you'd wake up, and you'd be sleepwalking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still do that. yeah. Yeah. And then you'd wake up. And I'm looking right over you with my hands on my hips. <laughs> and you're like freaked out like, is he stalking me? Or so? <laughs> is, like he's trying to get into my underwear or something? <laughs> I'm like, no, I was just like S- observing. Going, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how songs are written. Shit yeah. like that. I know? remember the um, the Spectrovision. Remember the Spectrovision would beep. Every time he changed the channel, it would go beep. Yeah. And then well, once I'm looking at you going, are you going to keep changing the channel? And then you went, beep, 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 <laughs> changing the channel like a maniac. You're like, you can't be doing this on purpose. Oh, wait, you are doing this on purpose. I get it. <laughs> well, I, you know what? There's some questions you should not ask me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I'll give you the answer. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I got a fish on the hook here. And that was one thing about there the, as like you and S and were always a, a bunch of people always constantly trying each other to say, How far can you take this? You remember when um was it uh you remember when it was um there was a time when uh Dave pulled the chair away from Rob? Oh god, that was awful. <laughs> And I went missing. He, he just went missing. He was so upset and so mad. He said, I'm out of here. And, uh, and, and when Dave quit the band in Kansas, and he's just sitting in the van smoking, and you're like, are you okay, dude? He's like, no, man, I'm done. And I go, uh, okay, well, who's going to play drums? He goes, maybe you could. I'm like, no way. Can I play drums on this band? Uh, one of the only tours I've ever, like, I've woken up going, where am I, too? Like, yeah. you know. 
because you guys really you taught me how to tour you know i say it all the time to people this band that tours like this is a band that i think has staying power because there's a no bullshit rule there's a uh how anything, anything goes kind of policy yeah <laughs> but, it, it, but but there's rules you know what but there is rules yeah but it's a sense of adventure it's like and then you laugh about it and you talk about it not until the next day. Yes. Yeah. You don't talk about it immediately after because there's going to be some yeah. temperament and some tension involved yeah. there. Yeah. And have some emotion. Yeah. I and learned. You never know what's going to slide out of your blood at that point yeah. in time. I learned from you guys and, never and then, to never discuss the show until the next day. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, do you fucking realize <laughs> <laughs> what you did that night? Like, like that was totally awesome. <laughs> Yeah. As stupid as it fucking was. Yeah. Because on a lot of those points, I was sober. I didn't Oh, drink. yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm like, I'm watching you guys, and I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Tweak. Yeah. And I'm like, but I enjoyed every minute of it. Because it was a bit of a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that was the way we got our entertainment. Yeah. 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 You know? Definitely. Is what, yeah. You know, you got the satisfaction of making a, making a crowd happy. And uh, shenanigans, but then the aftermath was like, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, where can we like, go? Randy reminded me of a story. He's like, yeah, you guys, you weren't with us, <laughs> but Randy was with us, and uh, <laughs> the Belkies and him and Dave Fortune go up, and <laughs> they're in Italy, and they're on a rampage. <laughs> Dave Fortune was the drunkest of them all. Mm -hmm. And he was our manager at the time. Randy was the road manager and sound guy. Mm -hmm. And so they walked by this house that has the seven dwarves <laughs> in ceramic form in front of the house. And fucking, they, they see Red Robin Hood and they decided to steal Oh shit, really? Red robbing. Oh my god. <laughs> he said it weighed like a hundred pounds. And he got it. All three of them. And it's on the tour bus. Like, <laughs> what Are you the kidding fuck me? Fuck us. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I went to Europe with you guys. I missed Europe. I missed Europe because. Well, you were there in Australia. I went to Australia, which is the piece to Larissa's Well, there, song. there was sure. a really cool thing on, uh, on the internet. I don't think you're with Oh, it's us. on the Sydney Harbor crew. Yeah. I saw that. I yeah. came into the camera at the very end. <laughs> oh, you you were with us. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, mixing it. And yeah. you, you and Duckman. Yes, that's yeah. where the 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 who was, was Donkey Dan with us. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Was but he came Brian. another time. He did. Yeah, he, he came. paid his own money. Oh, he did. Okay, that must have been a time after me. Yeah. Because he when we went to Australia or New Zealand and then we went to Australia and Brenton. Oh I, yeah, when the band broke down three like times, every time, like one every, every other day. <laughs> they saw that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it. Hey, how cool is history and documentation? Oh yeah. That this stuff will be preserved for life. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And be resonant. Until the day after you're dead. Oh, yeah, definitely. It'll, yeah. it'll all and it, come out. You know what? And it's important. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I've got the movie in the library across the Canada and uh, and and the book. Yeah. And then HBO ran the movie for six weeks. No way. Yeah, oh, late wow. at night. Oh, wow. Yeah. And a lot of people saw that. And, uh, like, 
what a cool another life achievement award. Like, yeah, it's like, a shame it, what the uh, content was. But you know what? Did that the help? The thing you? about the movie was no. Uh. It certainly did. Yeah, okay. it was a catharsis. Okay, I said the only reason why I'm doing this fucking movie is I'm going to tell the absolute truth. Yeah, yeah. you know. And for the people listening, this and is you might not be able to handle the fucking truth. No, I couldn't. <laughs> I switched it off. It's, a few it's times. not an easy view. No, no, dude. I remember being in the theater in Vancouver with my buddies, and it premiered in a real official theater. Yeah, huge screen and everything. And there's like 175 of us, and I hear like beer bottles clinking down the aisles, <laughs> and like people are snorting coke off the. Holy shit! Really? Yeah, rails of coke off the seats of the uh, uh, the theater seats and in, in the toilet and stuff. And I'm like, this fucking is bullshit. Yeah. Why don't I have a beer? Oh, okay, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the yeah. point I was getting at. But then, yeah. Were you sober at that point? Were you clean? Um, or? No, I was drinking. Yeah. Yeah, but I was off the drugs. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's important. Yeah, uh, uh, when I uh, I got up with the two uh, the directors, directors yeah. of the movie, and I stood in the middle, and I said, okay, here's a tale of a life, a cautionary tale of what you should not do with your life. And just so you know, I'd be drug-free for X amount of years now. Big cheer. And I turned around and I booted a hole right into the wall of the <laughs> theater. Wow. And then we said, enjoy the movie. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then we sit, and then within about 10 minutes, tears. I start crying. Mm-hmm. My big friend, 300 pounds, six foot something, he's crying. Steve Bays from Hot Hot Heat is crying. Yeah. He's right down the aisle. And then I was like, Okay, as I got into this, I, I, I puked out of inertia like, and nausea like four goddamn times. Yeah. I had to run and uh, they thought I was doing a rail or something. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, I'm puking. Yeah. This is like intense. It's very intense, yeah. And then and then, I sit down and then I'm like, oh, this is a sword tale of one human being. And then I realized on this huge screen that it was fucking me, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is too intense, and I puked again. Yeah, I can imagine. Now, it, it, you can't write that shit. Yeah. No, yeah. you can't. No, I know, and I, I, I watched it, and for everybody who's listening, this is the "Open Your Mouth and Say Mr. Chai Pig" documentary on, on Chai. But when I watched it, I, I watched it on. Um, movie network on TV and my kids were in bed and my wife was working and I watched it and I was just, I was, I was sobbing watching this cause well, cause you know me, I know you, it's so emotional to see your friend and, and they paint it in, in the most negative way possible. Cause that's sort of their pitch is to show the worst part. Well, like, a, like I told you, it was meant to be a cautionary tale of yeah. what not to do with your life. Yeah. Do you really wind, really want to wind up like that guy? No. And no. is this guy going to pull himself out of this? And that's the whole story. Is this yeah. going to happen? Is you know, and is I'm it over? <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Is he going to die? Yeah. And that's what makes it like intense and precise and unpredictable. You see something right at the very final scene. I'm actually smiling. Yeah, yeah. And I say a positive line. Yeah. I knew there was going to be something else happening. Yeah, after yeah. That. Well, good for you because that's, 
And so what year was that done again? Uh, that was done, I think, about 2003. Yeah, 2004. After that, it was after we did uh, In the Meantime in Okay, so time. that's after that. Yeah, so about 2006, 2007. Okay, yeah. They approached me. Yeah, yeah. I remember one of the stupidest and silliest things I saw you do, and it was one of the most awesome <laughs> things i ever seen. I believe we were playing at the University of uh, Prince Edward Island. Okay. And <laughs> the mosh pit's going on, <laughs> and Simon <laughs> grabs this huge, for some reason we had it with us, this huge jug of canola oil and puts it all over the tile floor and these punkers are just like <laughs> kind of dancing just like slamming and whacking their heads Do you off. remember whose idea that was though, right? That was yours. It was my idea. That was my Lying. <laughs> I know. We did it. We did it and then I kicked in a bunch of Noma lights because that was the light show. Yeah, no, that was, that was definitely, that's when we showed up and the guy's like, we have no PA system. Like, there's no PA system. And, and Chai said the funniest thing that I actually still use today. You say, eat a bag of dicks real fast. Okay, okay eat a bag of dicks. And you're <laughs> you remember that? Okay, eat a bag of dicks. Yeah, well, you can just eat a bag of dicks. Eat a bag of dicks. Yeah, yeah. Man, well, you could just record all day here. I know that one day that I'll be dead When everything is done and said Rusted and old like me The only place I want to be Is in that cement mixer just rolling around Dead man about town Dead man about town Mind demented Twisted and turned I like cemented once again I'm at one with the pavement Sad to have to say goodbye At least I finally get to go to sleep But remember I never said never And in that cement mixer I can finally rest my head And in that cement mixer I can finally rest my head and in that cement mixer 
I can finally rest my head And in that sea mixer It's time for me to go to bed Goodbye to all my beautiful friends Goodbye to all my beautiful friends Goodbye to all my friends Gonna miss you guys <laughs>